postseason bound. They have defeated the Milwaukee Brewers tonight 7-2. This time Hurts gives it off and he runs with the football and keeps it and takes it across the five and rolls down to the two and is he in? Yes! He is. Touchdown Jalen Hurts! That's magic. A great fake to Sanders and then he kept it and ran around the right end and took it 26 yards for a touchdown. Punt, 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 downs, punt, half, fumble, punt, punt, downs, interception. I don't care. T-Row in the morning show, hour three on a Tuesday, September 20. Toby and TJ back with you. Please correct yourself quickly. The text line's blowing up. Okay. You gave one of uh, Bob's wins last year to Lincoln. Uh, if you can correct hmm. Lincoln's uh, actual record last year, gotcha. please. Ten yeah. and two. Ten and two. Year, yes. yes. Ten and two. <laughs> The team went eleven and two. Lincoln right, went ten and two. Right. Yes, that's correct. My bad. Um, hour three. We're brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Um, yeah, I'm just like, all I'm saying is, I think feelings were hurt, obviously, rightfully so, when Lincoln left. How dare you? How dare you leave Oklahoma for anywhere else? Feelings were hurt. Like a, like being dumped by a girlfriend. I get it. And OU replaced him with a better coach, in my opinion, and in the opinion, it seems, of pretty much everyone, right? In Sooner Nation, anyway. Time will tell, but I think it's going to be, I think it's true. The difference between OU getting to a college football playoff and winning a national championship is the ability to play championship-caliber defense, and I think they can do that now with Brent Venables. And the offense is still going to be good enough. OU is about to be good enough to win national championships again because they've hired Brent Venables. This has worked out great, TJ. This is a dream come true. They weren't going to fire Lincoln Riley. He was going to playoffs and winning conference championships. They weren't going to fire Lincoln Riley. But this has worked out great because he left. 
OU now is in a better shape to win national championships than they were with him. You agree? Has Joe confirmed that with you that he was not going to fire Lincoln Riley? No, I'm just saying logically that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Right. Brent Venables is a better head coach, I think, and the staff is a better staff. So agree. I agree with that, yes. The, the, the program that he's built, everything around it, the, re, the recruiting um, team, the sole mission – Everything about what Brent has done to this program has what they are the future plans for the facilities. I mean, it looks like Oklahoma's on a rocket ship with Brent Venables driving the thing, and I completely agree with all that. But the idea that ah, Lincoln Riley stunk anyway is going to go out there and they're going to win six games a year and he's going to get fired and none of them know what they're doing is just silly. That's just silly. That's just hurt. You know, you're just hurt. That's all. He's a good coach. USC is a big-time program. They're going to win games. I'm sorry if this is sensitive to some people, but it's true. They're going to win Pac-12. They're going to contend for titles. They're going to be in the 12-team playoff whenever that comes, even if they're in the when they're in the Big Ten. They're the second-best program in the Big Ten behind Ohio State. Now, Week in and week out when they're having to play the physicality of the Penn States and Michigans and Ohio States of the world, how is USC going to hold up? Very interesting question. It's also very interesting to see how Big Ten teams on a week-in, week-out basis will contend with more creative offenses like they're going to put on the field, right? I mean, the U.S., the the uh, Lincoln-Riley's offense against traditional Big Ten teams might give them some problems. We've speculated that for years when he was at Oklahoma. So that's going to be fascinating to see USC in the Big Ten. But traditionally, just historically speaking, USC will be this either the one or the two best program in the Big Ten Conference with Ohio State. Um, so there's it's not a surprise that they're playing good football is my whole point here. It shouldn't be a surprise that they're playing good football. This coming from the person, by the way, who picked him to get beat by Stanford in Week 2. I was going to say, yeah, that was your upset special. So, yeah. And I might pick him to get beat by Oregon State this week, too. At some point, somebody's going to trip him up. Because it always happens, right? It always happened with Lincoln's team. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, you're favored by 28, and you lose. Kansas State gets you, or Iowa State gets you, or somebody. And you're like, how did that happen? So it's going to happen at some point here along the way. It's going to happen, and like I said, it's the same team because they're still taking uh, long drives. They're still getting themselves in third and long situations, having to pick up third and long, keep drives alive, or go for it on fourth. It is what it is. I mean, they're going to win games. My question is, how quick does the shine come off of USC for him? For him, or like for the fan base, for him, or Lincoln Riley for USC? I'm talking for USC and recruiting. Like, is this the best crop of... Well, my explanation with that would be, is this potentially the best crop of guys he'll get because of who he pulled in on the transfer portal? I got you. He he had a huge haul with the portal, 
Yeah. And has a lot of great guys. He's struggling in recruiting this year, and right? This, then already the recruiting showing that he's struggling. So is this the best group of characters that he's going to have at any point at USC? Hmm. And once Caleb's gone, what happens then? What would be the reason why... Because OU's recruiting uh, under Lincoln was what? What did they average? You know, five to ten. Is that about where their class was every year? Somewhere in that neighborhood? Is that right? I don't even follow it close enough. To know. Um, I don't feel like they were top five. No, they but they were top pretty five. good because they kept getting the number one quarterback in the country every year. And were they around that range? I want to say a little lower, but I don't follow it as closely as some. So they ten can to let fifteen us know. every yeah. year in yeah, recruiting. I think more like that, but. I could be a little. Could probably, I could be if, being if only hard there on. There was him. a way that you could look up things like that. <laughs> do you, can they? I mean, what would be the reason they couldn't do the same thing at USC? Because I think, in his leaving, the way that he left, he took a bad negative hit in the media. He's gotten trashed a little bit for it, and some people started exposing some of the problems that his offense has. The fact that he hasn't been able to put competitive defenses on the field and I think kids have started to see that over the last six months or so and that's reflected in his current recruiting classes Mm -hmm. so what are they right now um 112th (laughs) what are you laughing at is that wrong I I don't know that's an amazing story if it's true (laughs) I know it's not going well and they're in uh danger of losing their let me uh, see here team rankings Mm-hmm. Let's scroll through here. Let me see. Going, 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 mm-hmm. going. Yeah, He's not going. top 30. He's not top 40. Mm. Wow. Uh, I got to 50. It says load more. Vandy's at top, at 50. Yikes. It is not going Have well. I passed him? Maybe they're 112. That's what you just said. <laughs> I'm going to laugh if that's what they are. <laughs> Surely I missed them. I'm down to 100. Surely I missed them, right? Surely. I, I, I scrolled past them. I had to. There's 112. That's South Alabama. All right, oh, I'm going to go back up. So I'm going to go back up. Maybe I missed them in the top yeah, 10. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I mean, 14th. We'll see. 14th. There they are. I did no, miss them. Okay. okay. Well, you were yeah. only 100 off. So that's pretty <laughs> 98. <laughs> Um. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I feel like the national media has praised him. Like it's the it, locally, well, Cowherd has. I don't know if the national media has. Hasn't everybody like way overrated him? You know, in our opinion, everybody's been too praiseworthy no, of USC. Isn't that what a bunch story? of idiots! You morons! What are you ranking them seventh for? I don't know. They look pretty good so far, don't they? The uh, people are telling us their average uh, with Lincoln was like nine to twelve in that range. Okay, which is they're they're at fourteen right now with USC. So, so okay, yeah. I don't. Know. We'll see. I mean, I, the the if he keeps putting quarterbacks at the top of the draft, he's going to keep getting quarterbacks, right, and wide receivers. The question is, can he get defensive guys? And you're not going to win national championships unless you're better defensively than, than right. Oklahoma was when he was at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he'll keep recruiting offensive talent uh, because they they have been and will be good on offense. Um, But can you get the other side of the ball? That's the big question mark for me with him. Anyway, why are we talking so much about USC today, TJ? 
you love to bring up Lincoln. You're man crush. You just always like to bring him up. I have no idea how this even started, to be honest. No, uh, I think we were going over stats, and it, and uh, while I was looking at OU stats statistically, I saw that USC was number one in the oh, nation in turnover right. yeah, margin, that and right. that got us going and down And then you said, are holes, they good? So. That's right. Yeah, and then I said, are they good? Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, well, I apologize. That is the end of the uh, USC talk on the show today, except I'm sure the text line is. You guys work. are obsessed. Quit talking about Lincoln and Mushu. Bold projections, TJ, after week three, uh, according to USA Today. This is out this morning. USA Today's figured it out. They've done the the theorems. They've, they've punched in the numbers into the computers based on what they've seen so far, and they have decided Oklahoma is going to – the Peach Bowl Ooh, like for a, a college football playoff semifinal game against the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, no. You scared uh, of Georgia? Georgia. You sissy? Georgia is, for me, this year so far, mm-hmm. it's Georgia and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. We'll see as this season goes along and plays out. If what I is still it feel that tells that you way. That? Is it the fact that they're giving up three points a game? <laughs> yeah, the, that fact that they, the fact that they're not allowing anyone to touch <laughs> the end zone has led me to that feeling that it's Georgia and everyone else and the fact that they're still holding the rings from last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is it the fact that their weak spot, their quarterback, is playing like a Heisman Trophy winner <laughs> this year? <laughs> Maybe that's it, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No, Georgia's good, really good. They? Really good. Pretty good, but, I mean, how about that? After three weeks, USA Today says OU looks like a college football playoff team. They've got OSU in the Sugar Bowl against Arkansas. That'd be a fun be, That's a fun matchup right there. Uh, the other playoff uh, game, by the way, Alabama and Ohio State. The other uh, New Year's Day six games, Cotton Bowl, in I'm so State. glad these projections are also original. They could go Desmond Howard, but they just decide to go uh, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cotton Bowl, NC State, Cincinnati. There's a little bit of a off the radar. Rose Bowl, Michigan and Utah. I mentioned the Sugar Bowl already. OSU, Arkansas. Orange Bowl, Clemson against Penn State. Let me see if there's anything else interesting. Big 12 related down through here. We've got Texas and USC in the Alamo Bowl. Now that would Who does OU fan pull for if that matchup happens? I think, and I'm going to Don't you say punish it. myself for saying Don't this. You say I it. may be grounded. Whatever you say is wrong. I think I'm pulling for Texas in that game. <laughs> I actually want to see that matchup. If Texas played USC, who would you root for? That's a great question, isn't it? I think you're right. I think that the majority of Sooner fans would say I reluctantly <laughs> they would, would be go they would go scrub their bodies down afterwards, but I yeah. think they would be pulling for Texas. <laughs> What a Sophie's choice that is. Uh, Kansas State, this week's opponent, uh, against Virginia Tech in the Cheez-It Bowl, by the way. That's the projection. Now, these are not official, folks. We always encourage you, do not make travel arrangements. Yet, it's just a projection. And this one's from USA Today. 8.18 in the morning. We'll hit some of your text messages when we come back. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. We are about three hours away from the weekly Brent Venables press conference on this Tuesday. Back after this. 
The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Oh, yeah. Grooving on a Tanoga Tuesday. This hour brought to you by R.K. Black. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Been in business since 1952. Technology solutions for your medium and small size business. Copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions. rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. TJ, you need the total gym. It works for Chuck Norris. Thank you. I'll look into that. That's still a thing. Uh, I think so. I think I saw it at the fair last week, uh, along with that thing that uh, you just stand on and it shakes you, mm-hmm. and then you lose like yeah. 30 pounds. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zane. I did a remote early in my, uh, I don't know if I was working with you yet, maybe. We used to do remotes at that place that would uh, shake the weight off of you. I remember like live on the air, I was broadcasting <laughs> while the thing was shaking me. <laughs> Do you remember that at all? I don't remember that, no. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Zane and Tulsa, can't we just have something simple to root for like Mississippi Mighty Leeches or the Tennessee Hype Machine against SC? But, yes, if SC uh, plays Texas, it'll be the second time we pull for Texas over SC. See, the first time, none of you should have been. No. Should have been pulling for SC. You were all panicked over the win streak, which was not going to happen. It right. didn't have the Lincoln factor. Now you've got the Lincoln factor. So much more difficult decision for you out there. Uh, this one won't open. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, I would root for the horns over the fighting mule shoes any day, this texter says. Wow. Uh, my mom asked me. Oh, man, why is nothing loading here? Hold on. Let me uh, reboot this. All right. Well, we got no text on, anymore. No, they're just loading. So go ahead. Go ahead. I'll Hal Smith uh, Restaurant Group King of the Mountain Contest, by the way. I have tweeted out results from week two. You can go to at T-R-O-U uh, to see if you are still alive. Uh, oh, 103 of you are still alive going into week three. We, we cut the field in half in week one, and we pretty much cut it in half again in week two. So uh, we're down to about 25% of those that started it uh, just after two games. So make sure you get your picks in this Thursday or Friday between 6 and 9 a.m. You cannot pick a team you've already picked. Now, that happened a couple of times this week, TJ. Somebody picked a team they've already picked in week one. They picked them again. Uh-oh. You can't do that. Unless once that was my mistake. Team, once you use the team, you cannot use them again. Uh, if it was your mistake, they will gladly point it out to you, TJ, I'm sure. So. I've got to Make add sure someone on team. here. Right. Toby's tweet said I had no week two pick. I picked the Broncos. Oh, let me look back on the date. That is why. Oh, see? You busted yourself. I sent in my Broncos pick last Wednesday. Yep. That is why I did Thursday not see it. Yeah, 6 you're out. 9 a.m. You're oh, off, Sooner sorry. D. I'm Who sorry. Sooner D, I'm sorry. I feel like we've gone over these rules enough that I don't feel bad for people at this point. I know people right. jump in and right. jump out and uh, – they don't listen all the time, but you have to get your picks in Thursday or Friday between 6 and 9 a.m., the way it works. Sorry. I don't pull for the, the horns to win, but uh, USC to lose. It feels better that way. 
Right. Uh, someone else rooting for a tie. Uh, I'm sure glad Sooner Vision is working great for everyone else. Besides me, I still can't figure out how to watch the Huddle Show. <laughs> Who is that? That's Kendall. Kendall uh, has sent that in from Tulsa. Kendall, what kind of system are you using? I, I, I would like to try to help you with this problem. I, I'm curious as to what the problem is. So... Tell me more, Kendall, about your ESPN Plus situation. Could be the TV. Uh, this one says, yesterday on his TV show, Cowherd actually said OU is the second best team he's seen all year right behind Georgia. Yeah, he tweeted that on Saturday. Um, Let's see here. Don't forget special teams. OU is top 20 in punt returns while it's top 7 in punt return coverage. That's great Coaching, great Gilman coaching, Arlington. great coaching. Uh, special teams uh, matters more. That's for sure. It matters more, and they are. They have been really good so far this year. Marvin Mims has been very good. Uh, they are winning the hidden yardage. I think Brent said last night, sixty-four uh, yard advantage in special teams for them against Nebraska, which is a big deal. The Seemed like all day OU was starting with great field position in that game. Didn't seem like it. They were. And Nebraska was constantly starting at the 25 or inside of it. And a lot of that is due to special teams. Um, so, no, yeah, that's a good point by whoever texted that in. Hey, guys, I'm proud to be one of your four listeners. I really enjoy being able to also watch the coaches' shows, but I'd give anything if the next time y'all are together – for Toby to reach over and take that pin away from Teddy so he stops fidgeting. <laughs> it's Teddy Fidget with a I pin. I, I have never noticed that, um, and I and will you not will. be taking anything away from Teddy. No, he's bigger than me, and uh, he can do whatever he wants as far as I'm concerned. Uh, seriously, TJ, if you hold the weed eater to your left and walk forward, it will be quite easy for you. God bless. <laughs> Person's pretty adamant about well, this. Well, I had people call off the strategy. air, too, and they're like, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it on your left side. And I'm like, really? Like, that just seems so awkward to me. Yeah, I don't even know how you do that. So, I'm gonna give it a try. I'm gonna be, a, we'll give it a try. Left uh, this text, just simple, just says, the ref rules. Yeah. You rule. Uh, can't bite a nose off from a headlock. Had to be a bear hug. Okay. Let's back to the Arkansas story today. Yeah, this person also saying I would be that cranky too if my team had been bad for a decade. Is that an Arkansas reference? I think so. I think okay. so. Well, they've been better, though, in the last couple of years. I can't find post-game press conference live. Seems it would be on Sooner Vision. Had no trouble finding Nebraska's. Uh, well, I, I don't think the post-game press conference on the road would be on Sooner Vision. At home, it would be the home. The home team would have the capability of broadcasting the press conference. The, I don't see how the road team would be able to do that. So I don't think you're gonna. I, I don't think you're gonna find that when OU's on the road. Because usually the post-game press conferences take place in like a cramped corner of somebody, you know, in a hallway or something like that. It's not a lot of – sometimes there's a backdrop and a microphone, but hardly ever are those broadcasted. 
on the road, but I could be wrong about that. A uh, little work assignment here for Sooner Vision. It says it would be cool if Sooner Vision would do a behind-the-scenes show of what goes on goes into doing the radio broadcast. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what In the Booth is. I mean, you could watch it right there. Mm-hmm. I guess I could yeah. come over to your house and like film you on my phone while you're like making your spotter making board and spotter stuff. Boards, yeah, just sitting at my <laughs> desk with markers for hours. Right. Yeah, you'd be here for like seven minutes and going, all right, is this it? I, mean, I think the, the longest part of it would be the equipment that Drake sets up on, you know, mm, yeah. Friday evening, Saturday morning, whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how entertaining of a television show that would be. So <laughs> Testing frequencies. Right. T-Row sa- uh, Kindle says, T-Row, I have Hulu. I go to the magnifying glass. I search Sooner Vision. It only brings up the previous week's games. I don't know anything about Hulu. Can anybody out there help uh, Kindle with Hulu and Sooner Vision, Sooner uh, ESPN Plus? What What do you search to find the huddle? Because he's if he's searching Sooner Vision, huddle. just search OU Huddle well, or a huddle. If it's or... on, if it's actually on, everything that's live and on right now is on the top row of ESPN Plus. Everything that's about to come on is on the row underneath it. It's called Upcoming. So you'll have ESPN Plus carries tons of stuff. So you, that top row could have 20, 25 things. Of, these are the things we're broadcasting right now. So last night during the show, the top row of ESPN Plus will have the huddle or the Brent Venable show on, on the top row. That's all the things that are live. And if it's about to come on in the next hour or two, it'll be on the row underneath it that says, here's the things that are about to come on, the upcoming shows on ESPN Plus. Now, if you're wanting to search for something that's already happened, like last night's huddle, uh, either go to the OU channel, the Sooner Vision channel, which is down a little bit. Scroll down a little bit, find the Sooner Vision channel. Or just go to the magnifying glass and search for the word huddle, and it'll bring up huddles, on-demand huddles. Now, that's how it works on the Roku. Uh, it's, It's just like Netflix. Just like it. Now, but I don't know if Hulu is different. I can't tell you. I've never been on Hulu. I, I don't have a subscription to Hulu. I don't know what Hulu is, to be honest with you. So maybe maybe everything look. I. It's hard for me to imagine everything doesn't look exactly the same on all of the different uh, formats. Because it looks the same on my phone as it does on my TV. So I just I thought they all were the same, but maybe not. I feel like our show has become ESPN Plus tips and medical ailments. That's what we're pretty much down to here. I need to hear from some more people out there that are loving the ESPN Plus experience because I do get a little depressed from time to time with all this. If you open the ESPN week- Plus app, search Sooners, everything comes up. What are the questions here? So here's a yeah, supporter okay. for you. All right, thank you. 834, we'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Brett McMurphy has tweeted today, the Bedlam series between OU and OSU is done when OU joins the SEC. Both athletic directors told the Action Network, uh, at Action Network HQ. Bedlam series is the, uh, this is Brett McMurphy's words, Bedlam series is the latest iconic rivalry destroyed by conference realignment. Thoughts? My thoughts are enjoy this one uh, this year because it's your last one for a while. 
it'll eventually happen again. They'll they'll play again as a non-conference game. What year that is, I don't I can't tell you, but enjoy this year because this is it. Hunter Mayhan, uh, OSU golfer, replied, "Sooners don't want that smoke." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Thank that's you, cute. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I mean, this is not. I. I, I am a little wondering oh. if Joe Castiglione actually told him we're not going to play Bedlam. Oh, he told me that too. I imagine that he said it doesn't seem likely Maybe. at this point, Probably. or something like that. Maybe not. Um. I think that it is. Uh, understandable from a scheduling aspect to some extent could make it happen if OSU really wanted to, but they're mad. And so this is their way of, you know, well, we're not going to play Bedlam then to which I think OU in general says, Oh, well, I mean, OSU, right? we've discussed this. We're in this. the SEC now, right. so who cares? OSU needs it more than Oklahoma does. Of course It leaves do. them without a rivalry game. I mean, right. that's where they're at. I also think that Teddy is right. There is a chance that when the Big 12 negotiations take place, that ESPN or whoever they end up going with says, we want that game to happen um, and kind of forces the hand to some extent of Oklahoma State. But it, I do feel bad for the people of the state of Oklahoma because it's a cool deal. It's a cool deal. The schools and the churches and the businesses and the offices and, uh, you know, everybody who waves their OU flags and their OSU flags and yells at each other and uh, all that kind of stuff. It is disappointing that that game is not going to happen every year because that's it's fun for the state. But from a scheduling aspect... Oklahoma's about to have nine SEC games every year and still going to schedule a solid non-conference opponent every season. They're going to be fine. This is going to hurt Oklahoma State. So, As, uh, they as they're saying here out. on the text line, how will they sell season tickets now? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll get figured out. It'll get figured out on down the line. Uh, it maybe it'll. I, I hope it's not a Nebraska situation where they play a home and home once every decade. But that might be what it is. Yeah. And, and we're talking just football here. I think it gets figured out in all the other sports. I mean, I think you still have it in baseball and basketball. It makes too much sense. The you know the glowing scene setter about the OU Nebraska rivalry, TJ, mm-hmm. when they got back together in Lincoln for the first time in forever, and I right the scene setter ten years from now when we play Bedlam again will sound a little different. It's not going to be like, you know, I remember the great games of the uh, 40 years ago when warriors collided. So we meet again, little brother. (laughs) (laughs) What's the series history? I mean, you know, I'm not one of those guys. I'm just saying it's not. You and Papa T aren't traveling up together. You drive separate. I mean, even my sons, you know, I mean, maybe that would be like they that's what they know a lot more about Bedlam than they do about Nebraska. Right. So they'll be excited about it. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. And I hope it continues to happen in all the other sports. Surely it will. 
basketball, baseball, softball, everything else. The OU and OSU will keep playing, and we'll, the rivalry will still be around us. It just won't be on the football field for a while. And, um, again, I think OU fans, that would bother them a lot more if they weren't going to the SEC that they're so excited about. So, anyway. That's the news of the day, according to Brett McMurphy. Brett, Brett's always uh, always on it. Yep, old Brett. Old Brett's always on it, isn't he? <laughs> Good old Brett McMurphy. Um, you know what I struggle with right now, TJ? Can I give you a little uh, play-by-play confession? I wish you would, yeah. Dylan Gabriel's giving me a hard time. Um, I He, more than any OU quarterback so far, gives me a hard time on the zone read, figuring out where the football is. Oh. He is the best at faking or being um, – He disguises it best? There you go. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Figuring out who's got the ball is harder with him than Kyler or Baker or Landry or – Trevor Knight or any other OU quarterback that I have uh, called games for. I, I, I have been wrong more than I've been right. He's really good at it. He's very deceptive. And yet you still question him and give him a C for his overall grade. Quit lying to the people. <laughs> oh, They're is that your, is that your uh, shtick? I, gotta, I can't steal that. Yes. Get your own shtick. <laughs> Lying to the people is my shtick, okay? What does he do that causes you problems, though? Know. Different. Well, I mean, what's I, I different about it than what I those ju- other guys I, would do? I don't know. I, I can't explain it to you. I don't know what, like, his mechanics or sleight of hand or, I don't know, left-handed. I don't know what the deal is. For whatever reason, you know, I, I have a harder time with the naked eye. It's got to be the it, left hand situation. It's just a, it's just a, 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 a beat more to figure out who's got it. But it takes a beat more for me to figure out who's got it than in the past. And I assume, maybe I shouldn't, but if that's the case for the, case for the defense as well, a beat is the difference between, you know, being caught at the line of scrimmage and going sixty-one yards sometimes. So there is something about. That the mesh, there's something about the zone read for him that is more deceptive. I mean, it just sometimes it just really looks like he's given the ball, right? And then there he goes out the out the other way. You'll I don't know. You'll just figure a confession. it out. You'll figure just it a confession. out. Confession. It could be too. I'm giving him credit for this because he's really good at it. It could be too that you're. A few days short of being forty nine, and your eyes just continue to get worse and worse. Over oh the no, years, no, so. I still got I got fighter pilot eyes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not ready to confess that part of it yet. Right. <laughs> Break time. Chris Plank's next. Maybe he can explain it. He's down on the field. Maybe he's seen it, or he'll call me crazy. We'll be back. 
It's time to up your game with the latest in ref gear and let the world know you're part of the ref army. Visit the ref store at KREF.com for hats, sweatshirts, ref branded t-shirts, and exclusive t-shirts like our Ban 11 AM kickoff shirt. Breathe if you hate Texas shirt or the brand new I'm All In Team 128 shirt. Wear what we wear and get your ref gear at KREF.com today. You see the video Porter put out an hour ago playing uh, basketball with the fraternities? I have not been on Twitter, night. so I've not seen that. I don't know if he's playing or if he's refing or if he's just there coaching or what the deal looks like. He's he's uh, uh, They're having a tournament. The, the fraternities are having a tournament against each other. And Porter's out there in his uh, Dos Equis beard, um, <laughs> you know, running things. <laughs> oh, there he <laughs> is. Great. There he is. Uh, did you, you saw so, the most interesting man in the world? Than, less than fifty days to basketball season, T. How about that? I'm fired up. Hey, he's got to keep up. the beard, man. It's a good look. It's a good look. It really is a good look. Chris Plank joins us now. Crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Good morning, Plank. What's going on, Toby? How are you guys? We're just keeping it real. Gotcha. How are you today? Good, good. It's a, it's a big morning in the Plank household because uh, when I checked my Twitter mentions this morning, I had received a follow from one John Cena. So it's a, it's a what? very exciting time. I had to text what? my son, wow. and then I looked, and I realized he's done that thing where they just start following everyone. I was like, oh, man. I ask, how did he even see you? Well, I've been following him for – I mean, I probably don't want to admit this. He might have been one of the first people I followed on Twitter and because uh, you can't see him. you got to find a way to follow him. Yeah, so it was a big morning, and then I realized he's following everyone. So you guys might get a follow from John Cena today. Sweet. Look out! I would have to follow him to get a follow. I, I don't think, know so. if you even need that to be honest, based on what seems to be. Maybe he got hacked or something. But a but a big day. So I don't. I'm just gonna thank you. I'm gonna say this because I, I have I haven't noticed you having any problems with who's getting the football. Oh yeah, I've said it many times he hands okay. it off. No, he keeps it. He's fooled me many times. But yeah, there was that's one, very smooth. I though. didn't notice at the Nebraska game. There was a highlight the week before, I think, where I remember you saying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say five, six times a game I have okay. mistakenly thought he's handed the ball and kept it, or vice versa. Do you think it's like I'm kind of with TJ? Like I said, I don't notice it very much because you're just so smooth at you know adjusting. But is there is it maybe the left handed thing? I don't know. I don't. I don't have an explanation huh. for it. I don't. I don't know if it's. Uh, I, I assume like we, that would be a thing to talk to Jeff Levy about. I assume that's a skill. Post the, the ability to deceptively, um, you know, you're trying to fool the defense into who has right. the football, and I assume some people have a little better sleight of hand than others. You know, um, that was a Peyton Manning skill. Back in the day, he was really good at the play action and and fooling you into thinking the. So I don't know what goes into that, but it's given me fits early on. Whatever it is, mm. no, it's uh, it's been fairly smooth. I would say on the field, uh, I just I feel like he's just smooth at it. I feel like it's a very he's smooth at everything. Yeah, yeah. I bet he's a good golfer. He's one of those guys that's good at everything, and it just yeah. makes you crazy. Like all of a sudden, you're like, hey, I've been. Uh, been working on my disc golf. He's like, really? Let me see that. He'll go throw it, and he'll yeah. he'll be Don't banging chains right away. Mm-hmm. He's like, no like, Chad uh, Powers, but yeah, Chad he's Powers, like that? Bradford, Sam Bradford, Sam's was good, good at, at everything. At, at everything. He didn't look like he was even trying, and he's better than you at everything. 
I think Gabriel's one of those guys. Ga- yes, very much so. Very much so. So I'm just I, – I, I guess – Kudos to you. Now you've now you've mentioned it, and I'll notice. I'm like, ah, ah, very full Toby. But it's such an integral part of what they do too, right? I mean, it just sure. it's it's pretty common. I here's the thing that's been wild for me, and we and teaser alert, spoiler alert. We talk about this with Demarco Murray. I feel like Toby. There is, yeah. You know, I'm used to seeing a running back get the ball, hits the hole, and goes right. In this offense, it's kind of that Le'Veon Bell with Pittsburgh a couple years ago where they get the football and there's a little patience and it's a wait, and then boom, they go, right? And I think Eric Gray's a little bit more adept at that. That's been one thing that's been different occasionally in this offense for me to see is the, all right, let's wait. And DeMarco talks about it. It's a really good explanation of it. But there's a, a patience has got to be a virtue for the running backs in this offense. It's not, hey, you're running, you're, you're hitting, you're hitting the hip of your guard. Go, no, you're going to wait and kind of see how things play out. It's different. Whatever it is, keep doing it. It seems for sure that this offense fits Eric Gray better than the last one did. Sure. His running style. He looks faster. He looks more comfortable. Uh, he looks like he understands. You know, he understands he's not waiting for the guard tackle pull to come around. Like, that Kennedy Brooks was made for the Lincoln-Riley offense. And I feel like this offense suits Eric Gray a little better. And I don't know that I can X's and OU that up. They're still doing a little bit of pulling. It's not the same. A lot of times it's with the tight end. Uh, You'll see uh, Braden Willis come across and then pull back and hit the hole. And and anything that you can do to get Braden Willis involved blocking in a running play, that's smart because he is a beast. But, um, yeah, I mean, Eric's, uh, Eric Gray's been really good. Really and, good. And yet people still want to complain about him. I don't know what it is. but well, Javon- I feel like last week shut a lot of people up probably. I hope so. Being, for the time being. We haven't seen – on our show, we haven't received as many. No, I agree. Eric I agree. Same, same on our text. show too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully it silence the haters, as the kids would say. Now that he needs to keep running the ball well, and he won't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so let's see if he can do it against K-State this week. Felix N-U-D-K Uzoma yep. is a monster. He's a first-round pick, potentially. Ooh-wee. What a name that is, too. So. <laughs> Chris, have a great show today. I hope you don't get to call that name much on Saturday. Toby, have a great rest of your Tuesday, man. Thank you very much. Uh, don't forget, Lincoln Riley Presser coming up today. We'll uh, have highlights Brent for you presser. a little bit later on. What did I say? Said Lincoln Riley. Oh, my God. What did you just do? Brent Venable's <laughs> press conference coming up later today. I'm going to go sit in the timeout corner for a while. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.